0: It's time, it's time to bring you yet another amazing episode. And now, welcome your host. This episode makes me feel like I'm at a funeral, so let's introduce the show properly. The funeral is about to begin. Loss of habitat, pollution, and climate change threaten millions of species. Who is on the chopping block today? Who is on the chopping block? Really? We're on the frickin' chopping block. I've had it. We need to fix this. Now. Hello. This episode was supposed to go like the previous 36. Some interesting facts, some good news, some bad news, and of course, some silliness. On the original schedule was a story about flooding in Lagos, a look back at 2013, birthday shout-out to limnologist David Schindler, and much more. But today, as I sit down to record these stories... My heart just isn't into it. Today's August 9th. It's the day that the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, better known as the IPCC, released their first major review of climate change since 2013. This is the collective work of 234 climate experts. The report paints a grim picture. The report says it's code red for humanity. It's no secret that the climate crisis has increased extreme heat waves, droughts, and flooding and a key temperature threshold is broken in just 10 years. The report says the climate has altered our world in irreversible ways. It was reversible had we listened to the experts a long time ago, but their voices were drowned out. Everybody thought it was happening somewhere else or it would happen 30, 40 years from now. Oil companies knew the dangers and the risks. They simply did not care. Even this chilling report is not likely to change the mind of an energy executive or hauling in huge corporate bonuses as part of his or her yearly wage. To them, let someone else give up their way of life, not me. The report says clearly humans are warming the planet. Warming is affecting weather and climate in every region across the globe. There is no safe zone anymore. Here are a few of the key points of the report. I'll try to go easy on the stats because there's nothing worse than listening to statistics on a podcast. It's boring, but I have a couple that I have to say. Global surface temperatures are a little more than one degree Celsius higher in the decade between 2011 and 2020 compared to 1850 and 1900. The past five years have been the hottest on record since 1850. The recent rate of sea level rise has nearly tripled compared with the time from 1901 to 1971. Human influence is very likely, 90%, the main driver of global retreat from glaciers since the 1990s and a decrease in Arctic sea ice. It's virtually certain. Hot extremes, including heat waves, have become more frequent and more intense since the 1950s, while cold events have become less frequent and less severe. The report says changes we've made to the Earth are irreversible on timescales of centuries to millennia. Congrats, fellow humans. You've screwed it up for the next few hundred years, or maybe a thousand years. The oceans will continue to warm and become more acidic. Mountain and polar glaciers will continue melting for decades or centuries. The longer we wait to take action, the worse it's going to get, and the worse it will get sooner. For many of the things I've talked about, there is no going back. When countries gathered to form the Paris Agreement, the goal was to keep global temperatures from rising beyond 1.5 degrees Celsius by the end of the century. At our current pace... We're going to reach that by 2040. Some scientists fear it could be as early as 2034. The Arctic is likely to be practically ice-free in September at least one time before 2050. Extreme weather events will be unprecedented in the historical record. And to top it off, there will likely be increases in fire weather in many regions. However, all is not lost. Despite the grim report, Scientists say that although many negative impacts can't be avoided in the future, lowering global warming really minimizes the likelihood of hitting these tipping points. I hate that phrase. We don't have to be doomed. We know what's responsible for climate change, and we know how to stop it. An increase in carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases are causing rising temperatures. The burning of fossil fuels is responsible for more than half of the carbon emissions and has contributed the bulk of harmful gases over the last decade. Increased agriculture from dairy and farm industries have increased output of green gases, too. You can read the whole report online, but I don't suggest you do it. If you do, you're going to want to jump off the highest bridge in your town. Instead, I'll give you a cheat sheet for the report. Here's the current state of the climate on the cheat sheet. It is unequivocal that human influence has warmed the atmosphere, ocean, and land. Widespread and rapid changes in the atmosphere, ocean, cryosphere, and biosphere have occurred. The scale of recent changes across the climate system as a whole and the present state of many aspects of the climate system are unprecedented over many centuries to many thousands of years. Human-induced climate change is already affecting many weather and climate extremes in every region across the globe. Remember back in the good old days, say two years ago, when many thought global warming was a problem for everyone else? But not us? That us could be almost anywhere on the planet? Well, those days are gone, obviously. Evidence of observed changes in extremes such as heat waves, heavy heavy precipitation, droughts, tropical cyclones, and in particular, their attribution to human influence has strengthened since the most recent IPCC report. Let's take a look at some of the possible climate futures. Buckle up, everybody. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Scenarios with low to very low greenhouse gas emissions. And they call that in the report SSP 1 to 1.9 and SSP 1 to 2.6. SSP is short for Shared Socioeconomic Pathway, and the numbers are referring to the rise in temperature. Scenarios with those low emissions lead to years with discernible effects on greenhouse gas and aerosol. This is the most optimistic scenario, where carbon dioxide emissions are cut to net zero by 2050. Investments are made in education and Healthcare goes up, inequality falls. Extreme weather is more common, but we'll be able to dodge the worst impacts of climate change. Next, moving up the list is SSP 1 to 2.6. Global emissions are cut severely, but not quick enough. Reaching net zero after 2050. Temperatures stabilize around 1.8 degrees Celsius higher by the end of the century. Remember, the goal was 1.5. Next is SSP 2 to 4.5. This is the middle-of-the-road scenario. Things get better, but we don't reach net zero until 2100. Progress is slow, and temperatures rise by almost 3 degrees by 2100. Concentrations in air quality relative to high and very high greenhouse gas emission scenarios see SSP 3 to 7.0 or SSP 5 to 8.5. Under these contrasting scenarios, discernible differences in trends of global surface temperatures would begin to emerge from natural variability within 20 years and over long time periods for many other climate impact drivers. Countries will worry about their own food supply. Temperatures will rise by the end of the century by 3.6 degrees. And finally, worst case scenarios if those others weren't bad enough, SSP 5 to 8.5. Carbon dioxide levels roughly double by 2050. Fossil fuels still reign supreme. By 2100, temperatures rise by 4.4 degrees. Well, that sucks. I'm so angry. I don't know what to do. Ah! Screaming will not help anyone. So this time I think I'll hit the record button. Boy, that was good, and now I have to do it over again. That sucks, too. Or was I? Global... Surface temperatures are going to continue to increase until at least the mid-century under all emission scenarios that we've talked about. We, that I've talked about. Global warming of 1.5 Celsius and 2 degrees Celsius is going to be exceeded during the 21st century unless we make deep reductions in carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gas emissions in the coming decades. Many changes in the climate system become larger in direct relation to the increase in global warming. So bigger storms, hotter temperatures, heat waves, hurricanes, cyclones, more rain, more water, more flooding, problems for agriculture, droughts, all these things. They're going to get worse as global warming and climate change have a stronger effect on us. And melting of sea ice, snow cover, and permafrost. Continued global warming is projected to further intensify the global water cycle, including its variability global monsoon precipitation, and the severity of wet and dry events. We just talked about that in the last episode, number episode 36. Under scenarios with increasing carbon dioxide emissions, the ocean and land carbon sinks are projected to be less effective at slowing the accumulation of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. We keep cutting down forests. We're planting millions and millions of trees, but we can't count on just trees to absorb all the carbon dioxide. That's not going to work. It's a very small part of of the big problem. Is there any hope? How can we limit future climate change? From a physical science perspective, limiting human-induced global warming to a specific level requires limiting carbon dioxide emissions, reaching at least net zero soon, along with strong reductions in other greenhouse gas emissions like CH4, which is methane. Diving into the entire report is really depressing. I could imagine some of these scientists crying as they were hitting the send button with their report. But just as you want your doctor to give the correct diagnosis and not be a cheerleader like the former president, it'll go away like a miracle. You want your scientists to be straight up with you. Nobody can predict exactly what's going to happen in the future, but we better start dealing with it now on a global scale. All these nice stories that I tell you, they're they're good. It's important to, to know what's going on. And every step towards renewable energy is a positive one. But we need to reduce global CO2 emissions on a huge scale. Do it quickly. We have to save our grandchildren's world. Used to be try to save my children's world. I don't even have grandchildren. I'm not going to live long enough to see the fruits of our labor. Perhaps my children will see some of it. They'll probably ride in autonomous vehicles. But if I'm blessed someday to have grandchildren... I want them to know their dear old grandpa didn't sit around waiting for someone else to do anything. Didn't wait around for someone else to yell, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. You've heard me say that before from Peter Finch's famous line from the award-winning movie Network from 1976. His famous line was voted the 19th greatest movie quote of all time. And what was number one on that list? Well, of course, Gone with the Wind. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn, and that's exactly how I feel to those standing in our way from cleaning up our planet. Get out of the way. If you don't like our approach, I don't give a damn. I'll be back in two weeks with the usual episode. That should give me enough time to overcome my disappointment and foul mood. Oh yeah, one more thing. As the great Galileo once said, and yet they move. He was referring to the planets moving around the sun, despite the church's proclamation to the contrary, during his trial for heresy in 1633. Here we are almost 500 years later, and we must tell our leaders who deny climate change, and yet we warm. We haven't forgot your efforts, Galileo. In the name of science, good night, Galileo. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Bye-bye.